What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Tom Trash, back once again on Fightful Overbooked for another episode of Loving Wrestling. This time, I'm joined by someone that I consider Fightful Royalty, maybe on the Fightful Mount Rushmore. I'm joined by the one and only Mr. Spotlight, Mr. Weekend Podcaster, Mr. Weekender Podcast, Je- Stephen Jensen. So welcome to the show, my friend. Yeah, thank you, Tom. I appreciate that. No, Fightful Mount Rushmore. That would that's a that's a quite the compliment, but I'll take it. I've been I've been with Fightful now for in some capacity since geez, 2018, probably, maybe 17. So it's been it's been a, a while now. But yeah, I appreciate that. But I I I wouldn't consider myself on that Mount Rushmore, but I'll take the compliment. I, I would personally, my friend. But as you know on this show, guys, we talk about why my guest loves wrestling. So if we take this back, Stephen, do you remember the moment that you were like, yeah, wrestling's my thing now. I love it now. Yeah, I mean, so it's hard to pinpoint like exactly when I started watching wrestling. But the first wrestler I vividly remember being a fan of was the Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> so I was a WCW kid growing up, grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, um, and I was born in 1988. So when I started watching wrestling, it was probably like 1993 or 1994. I was very young um, and I was really drawn to Randy Savage. And I knew of Hulk Hogan as well because um, Hulk Hogan at that point was already like famous, like worldwide celebrity mm. famous. And this is also back you know, pre-internet and everything where just like whatever was on TV was what was, was famous, you know. So everyone knew Hulk Hogan already. And Randy Savage around that time was probably starting to pop up in the Slim Jim commercials as well. So, um, or at least that's when I, maybe I was starting to notice he was in those as well. Um, it's also a little foggy, right? With my timeline, I was a really young kid during all this, but I remember the first storyline I, I, I remember being invested in was the dungeon of doom trying to take down Hulkamania. It was the, the taskmaster Kevin Sullivan. And I remember the debut of, uh, of the giant who's now the big show. And I remember all that stuff when it all happened. Um, so I would say what, what what the first memory I really have, though, in my own head is like Randy Savage jumping off the top rope, flying elbow drop. Still to this day, my favorite move in the history of pro wrestling is Randy Savage's flying elbow drop off the top. Um, so that, that that's what I would kind of correlate is like me becoming a fan would be me becoming a fan of, of the Macho Man. Mm, I understand what you're saying completely there. You brought up more moments from that from when you first discovered wrestling and why you love it. But do you remember the specific match that you were like, okay, I understand what wrestling is now. This is why I love it. So I could, I could pinpoint a match that when I knew that I was like a massive fan and that I was probably going to be a fan for life was. So once again, I probably started watching I'll, I'll say like 1994 because that's when I can like really remember like the Dungeon of Doom storylines, and I remember the formation of the NWO in 1996. This was like when the internet had just kind of started, and I had like the like the AOL dial-up style internet, the really slow. Mm-hmm. But even back then, I would go like there was no Google even then, so like you would just there Yahoo may have existed, maybe not. Uh, maybe like Ask Jeeves may have like that was like what people used. And oh, like, wow. and I remember you couldn't, but like before I even knew those things existed, I would just go on like the web browser and just type in like wrestling.com, wcw.com, wcwwf.com. I would just try websites until it was like wrestling stuff. And I remember a website that 
typed out what had happened at Bash of the Beach 1996 because I couldn't watch it live on pay-per-view as a little kid. My parents would buy me pay-per-view. We didn't even have access to pay-per-view. We didn't have mm-hmm. one of those pay-per-view boxes. So like I remember being a huge fan from like 1994, w, you know, NWO happens. That that that's probably like that's probably the main moment I would say would be like the formation of the NWO is probably like the most that's the most important storyline that, that I've ever seen happen in my lifetime for like me becoming a fan and staying a fan. But like the main match during that for me was um, in 1997, Hulk Hogan lost, Hollywood Hogan lost the WCW world title to Lex Luger on an episode of Nitro in 1997. And I was in my friend's house. His name was Tom Jackson I haven't talked to this guy in probably 20 years and I'll never forget this guy because when we were little kids, we watched that episode of WCW Nitro at his, at his parents' house. We must not have had school the next day or something. Cause we, we watched it late at his place. And when Lex Luger made Hulk Hogan tap out to the torture rack, won the title and all like the other WCW characters came out to celebrate with him. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Like I was so just hooked and that 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 would i think that's probably the most important match of my childhood as far as like i'll always be a fan of wrestling after seeing stuff like that that's very cool you brought up tom jackson there as a childhood friend you loved watching wrestling alongside so in your childhood who did you love watching wrestling alongside as well and then yeah. now if you are to watch wrestling say it be as part of fightful or just as a fan for lack of sure. a better word i was trying to think of a more cool word there but i couldn't i don't know sure. uh no, and then good. and then uh who do you love watching wrestling aside alongside nowadays sure so when i was growing up like honestly this that's the only time i can really remember watching wrestling with tom jackson which is this one time um but also <clears throat> when i was growing up this was also the peak of you know the NWO, the peak of the Attitude Era, the peak of Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, The Rock, like this is, so, so wrestling is massive mainstream and I'm, you know, eight, 10 years old and stuff. So like everybody was watching wrestling at this time. So like you'd go to school and everyone is a wrestling fan. Everyone's wearing a DX shirt. Everyone's wearing an NWO shirt. or Everyone's wearing a Bill Goldberg shirt. You know, it's like you, you, so I would say as a kid, I watched it with like a lot of people, but then after kind of probably give or take around the time WCW and ECW went out of business is when I think a lot of the fans bailed, especially the ones around my age. Now also granted you get older and your interests change and you get more into like, you know, dating or, you know, life stuff and people stop liking wrestling. Adult responsibilities. Right. Adult responsibilities. Sure. And, And also just like for a lot of people, wrestling is just like, a kid's thing that you know it's like a kid's show you know like i i grew out of watching stuff like the rugrats or whatever you know what i mean and like that's how a lot of people probably viewed wrestling as well and stuff so like i get all that but so i would say as a kid i pretty much watched it with like any other friend that i'll say this is a guy i had a falling out with over the dumbest thing of all time and if the guy would just call me and apologize it'd be squashed but it was i'll I'll say his name his name is zach epstein but i used to watch wrestling with him all the time um and uh our friend mikey force our friend mikey force had um he had a black box which back in the day would unscramble the the pay-per-view feed for free so like Mm -hmm. his parents could get free pay-per-view at his house 
And um, so we used to watch the WCW pay-per-views at his house, me, me, Mikey and Zach. So, um, so that, that's like, that's who I'd most remember as a kid. Oh, also shout out to my friend who I'm still kind of in touch with this guy, Hunter Knappen, uh, buddy of mine in high school. We used to do trampoline wrestling together. used to watch, and this was when WCW had just been purchased. So like we would watch like the invasion storyline and all that stuff all together. We'd, we'd buy the, the action figures and then do the play fighting with like the, uh, the bone crunchers and all that stuff. So like, those would be like my, my buddies who watched it with me growing up. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. And then uh, nowadays, I mainly watch wrestling with, uh, unless it's like a watch along or something, which I rarely do. It's always nice, by the way, to be invited to those. I always appreciate that. But like, mm. I real, I don't, I like just chilling. And like, I have a really good friend named Michael Hughes. We watch a lot of wrestling together. I've known him since high school. Um, and my brother, uh, who's around my age, he, he comes over pretty often. He's not a big wrestling fan, but he likes to, you know, hang out with us and he'll, he'll watch. My brother actually knows a ton about independent wrestling because he's around me so much. He knows more about indie wrestling than most people who cover indie wrestling, which is hilarious. But, um, I, uh, I, I, I would say my brother in, in, in Michael Hughes, Hughes comes over every Wednesday, uh, for AEW Dynamite. And we, uh, like we're going to AEW together in Duluth, uh, next month and stuff. So like we, we. We're, real, we're really good friends. We haven't for a long time. As a matter of fact, it's hard to see this, but um, this this year is signed by Triple H, The Rock, and Steve Austin, and he uh, he gave me that as a gift. Like that's that's how good a friends that's we are. He very very gave cool. me that. You know. So, um, anyways, yeah. Shout out Michael Hughes. He's probably you know outside of my brother, he's probably my best friend. So that's very cool. So you brought up the AEW and the fact that you tune in every Wednesday. Because rocking the AEW shirt and rocking the AEW shirt and yeah, but this is the WWE Cody Rhodes hat, of course. So So it's a bit of a paradox at the moment. But what I was going to say to that was like, you brought up the fact that you tune into AEW Dynamite every week because your friend comes over and you watch it. What is the show? Is that the show that no matter what, say your friend was busy one week, is that the show? Even if you didn't have a friend to watch it with, is that the show that you'd be tuning in every to watch every week? Yeah, I watch it. I watch it every Wednesday, regardless. Um, he's not here every Wednesday, but he's here most Wednesdays. Oh, okay. Um, I misunderstood. Yeah. I oh no, no, no. I, I, I. No, you didn't misunderstand. I, I said every Wednesday, but I, I, I. He's here almost every Wednesday. It, it's, it's a, it's a planned thing. Every Wednesday, I expect him to come over around like seven p.m. like to get ready to watch Dynamite. Like, and if you know, um, but uh, so no, I would if you're if you're more or less asking me like what is like my favorite weekly like wrestling show like what don't i miss it's yeah it's definitely dynamite uh collisions becoming that too recently like i think mm. collision is can't miss television 
Um, I rarely watch Raw. I watch Raw when I know Cody's involved. Um, even though at the point I had I had box seats to Raw um, this past this past Monday, he, they were in Atlanta, and uh, Cody opened the show, which was great because I, I watched his entrance. I I stayed there for about another half hour and I went drove home. So yeah, so it was oh, like wow. So um, you know, so uh, but but I I need to know what's going on in the WWE to a degree, so I can talk with Jeremy about it on the spotlight. But that's if if I wasn't doing the spotlight, I would pretty much only be paying attention to Cody when it came to to that company, and then um. And then I obviously I'm, I'm, I'm massive into indie wrestling. That That's what I spend most of my time watching is like various independent promotions, GCW, you know, especially. So. Mm, I understand what you're saying completely there. So that is a very cool there. Uh, that is very unprofessional. I did just have to look at my notes to remind myself the next question. I do no, apologize. There's nothing wrong with that. So you brought up there uh, the fact that you dynamite is your thing. Before we do the if you stopped love and wrestling side of this, uh, what is three moments from the current product that, as we record this in July, twenty twenty three? As as I always tell my guests, I never know when these are going to air. I just send these to the powers that be and I let them <laughs> do their thing. Do you know sure. what I mean? Sure. So, what is three moments from the current product in July twenty twenty three that you're like, "Yep, I love that. I love that. Oh, that's, that's my gonna be thing." Tough. And then, yeah. what is three moments from the past, Stephen? Like and to clarify the past, I view anything that isn't currently going on as the past. So I would view, for example, how do I explain this? Uh, the part, any any debuts from like last year, sort of thing. Anything that isn't a current storyline as the past. Okay, I got you. Okay, so I think I explained that well. Like, no, I'd, I I get what you mean. So I I would say um. Hmm, that's that's tough because there's so it's it's tough because I watch such a variety of wrestling with mm. the indies that I cover. So like stuff that's like current because that'd be where most of my answers probably come from. But like current day, I might have to go back first to like so you're you're basically asking three moments from history that I just really really so like i like so speaking of like being live at something i would say I, i've been i was really fortunate to be live at wrestlemania 30 when brian danielson won the Ooh. world title at the end of the show that was a great moment um so that really is something for me um i was also live when the hardys returned at wrestlemania 33 in orlando um and that was one of the biggest pops i've ever been a part of um that was incredible um Probably my favorite moment in the history of professional wrestling is Cody Rhodes hitting the throne at Double or Nothing 2019. Oh, wow. Um, so that that was, I was literally crying on my couch. It was, that was the most emotional I probably ever, until until Cody wins the world title, that's the most emotional I've, I've, I've been watching wrestling probably in my life. Mm. Um, uh, like currently... Man, I thought it was really cool. Masha Slamovich beat Nick Gage for the GCW title earlier this year. Oh, wow. Um, I'm trying to think, like, AEW is just constantly doing stuff like this. Um, like the MJF CM Punk dog collar match. I know that wasn't, like, super, super recent, but it was recent enough that I would consider it, like, current. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's still a storyline that is going on between the two of them. I thought that after the tease it, this week on that on collision, I would agree with you for sure. So, like, I would say really anything that has to do with CM Punk and MJF, I really enjoyed anything between MJF and uh, Darby Allen. I also really enjoy. 
Um, I love their ongoing story with like the headlock takeover. And I think eventually Darby's going to beat him with a headlock takeover, maybe mm. even for the world title. Um, so I'm trying to think, Oh, of course. I mean, other Cody Rhodes related stuff like Cody Rhodes re- returning at WrestleMania against Seth Rollins. That was humongous um, for mm. me, obviously. So um, I would say, I would say that kind of stuff. And then I'd have to like really think about like individual like re like for instance like a really heartfelt moment just that just happened last weekend manders won the scenic city invitational tournament out of the chattanooga tennessee area and he's mm-hmm. a guy i've been watching wrestle for years saw him come up uh he was a guy who uh who i i used to watch wrestle in nashville in the basement east years back and he was a guy who would just like show up just trying to like set up the ring and just get a spot on the show and now he's like this big member of the second gear crew on the Indies and an in MLW and GCW. And he just won this big tournament. And uh, so like, I love seeing that kind of stuff too. People like Billy Starks, like watching Billy from literally, I her dad mouse, who's a Robert, his name is Robert Bellamy, but he, she, he's a ringside photographer and, and he's you know the father of Billy. And, and he told me about Billy when she was probably 13 or 14 years old when she started training. And I've watched literally her entire career happen in front of me. And now she's, and so I get emotional. Like those are the kind of moments I really enjoy is like knowing she signed with AEW, seeing her as a part of AEW and just seeing somebody go from a literal kid to, a, you know, a woman and be mm-hmm. so good at something so young. It's just like, you know, that that's the kind of stuff that I really like really enjoy about wrestling the most outside of, outside of Cody related things. That's, that's my, my biggest joy is watching like the progression of like indie talent become, you know, big. If that makes sense. Very much. So you pull up there. Cody related things. Why is it that just out of interest, because I'm very curious, that Cody Rhodes or the Cody verse is probably your favorite thing in wrestling? Why does Cody Rhodes speak to you so much as a performer? Oh, because I because I went to high school with him. It's straight, it's straight what? bias. Oh yeah, it's straight bias. I yeah. never knew this. Oh yeah. Like, I yeah, genuinely 100%. never knew this. Yeah, I don't know if I have um what I what I have like in my office or not. Um but yeah, I've got like pictures of like like our old like high school wrestling uh that team. might have been something that was public knowledge with fightful and i never knew that oh yeah most people mo- most people know. i never I, knew I, that. I, I, do I, apologize. I lean i lean super super hard into it that that's the because i know some it rubs, it rubs some people the wrong way and i just think that's kind of funny um but no i it's it's straight bias with Co- well here's the thing it's biased but it isn't because on one hand like because i got to see this guy win two high school wrestling you know state championships right in front of me it was like mm. amazing you know I've, I've been a, i've been a cody rhodes fan since i was since i've been a cody rhodes fan since cody was probably 16 years old and i was 14 if that makes sense so i was, I was a fan of him as an amateur wrestler before he got into professional wrestling i i dusty Rhodes used to come to our matches like dusty Rhodes. people need to know this about dusty dusty Rhodes was such a cool guy that he wanted to just be like every other parent. Like, and he was a, a, a God in, in my area. Like everybody knows who the American dream mm-hmm. Dusty Rhodes is in Atlanta, Georgia. And Dusty would come to all these matches. And sometimes he'd have diamond Dallas page with him, or he'd have like the Steiner brothers with him or like, you know, DDP, or I said DDP, but they, we'd have like random uh, glacier would come to matches. And glacier was actually one of my high school was one of the lacrosse coaches at my high school, glacier, oh, wow. which, is holy, which is such a small world. Ernest the Cat Miller, my brother, sees that almost every day up the street at, at our at a boxing gym. Like there's like I forget wrestling. you were in Atlanta, which was WCW Central anyway. Yes, yes, massive WCW country. So like, um, so anyway, uh, now now I've lost my train of thought though. What was what, what was my point with all this? Cody um, High School. 
Oh, that's right. Thank you. So, so Dusty used to come to the matches and, <clears throat> and people need to know this about Dusty. Like he used to do what all the other parents used to do, which I used to think was super cool. Like he'd come to the matches, he'd like grill hot dogs, he'd pull ticket stubs. He like, he like worked with the other parents, like doing just the regular concessions duties and like the stuff that the other parents were doing for the kids. Like when he really didn't have to, I mean, like people were just like happy that Dusty Rhodes was willing to show up to like, just to show up somewhere. Like it was just cool being around the guy. But not only that, he was sit, he'd stand next to my dad and grill hot dogs and sell them, you know, for a couple bucks for to make money for the team. And so I, I thought it was it was really really cool how humble the guy was. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was cool. It was super cool because I got to see when when Dustin was making his return, he had had some highs and lows, and he he had left the WWE. He had done this really, in my opinion, a bad run in TNA as a Black Rain. Yeah. And, he was trying to get back in shape to get another run in the WWE. So he actually did some training like with us at our high school wrestling gym to like get back in shape, to go back to the ring in the summers. I used to, they used to set up a wrestling ring in our wrestling gym in over the summers at our high school, they put a wrestling ring there and, and dusty roads and our, our, our high school wrestling coach, Steve day, they were in glacier would train, would do wrestling training. So I used to see Cody do moonsaults off the ropes in high school, like before he was even in wrestling, I used to see him training. And so, so like I've seen, I've been with him the whole ride as a fan, you know what I mean? So that, 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 that's a, that's a kind of a a shortened kind of version because I could talk for hours about just that and how I feel like that's a part of that itself. Like a hundred percent, but, but that's also why I'm so attached to like, he needs to win this world title after Mm. all of this, after leaving WWE, after doing the indie run, after the bullet club, after AEW, like to be back, like finishing the story to me is incredibly important. (laughs) And um, I mean, I even have conversations occasionally with his sister, like through direct messages and like just little things here and there where we're both like super bummed when he doesn't win and stuff, you know, like with emotional support, you know? um so shout out to teal Rhodes as well she's super sweet and um and she uh she was on on screen on raw on monday which was cool too um with with their family so yeah that's very cool it's obvious that wrestling is tied to you emotionally and sort of because of your connections with cody and just wrestling in general by the sound of it but have you given any thought Stephen, to what you would do if you were like if you stopped loving wrestling and we'll also do the wrap-up question while we're there which is do you think you will always be a wrestling fan so those yeah those definitely go hand in hand um so i got when i got into wrestling i was just a kid who who liked who just liked it i thought it was really cool Mm. um i love the characters like i said i was drawn to randy savage um and then you can kind of tell throughout you know my favorite wrestlers in history are, are Randy Savage, Chris Jericho, and Cody Rhodes. And I mean, Shawn Michaels is like right there as well. Um, and then I've got other guys like Sting that's like real close and stuff. And, and a lot of those guys are like, you know, very rememberable for a lot of different reasons. Guys who were able to reinvent themselves, guys who had a lot of longevity um, and stuff like that. Um, but, but like the reason wrestling is like way more important to me like now it's more as a fan, it's more the Cody stuff more the indie stuff. But like, um, like my, my mom had breast cancer when I was younger and she, she passed away from it. And so did oh. my, so did my grandma. So did my aunt um, and my brother also, my brother's luckily my brother's doing incredible now, but he had 
some really bad neurological stuff when we were younger had to get some really massive surgeries done for mm. it and, um there was just a lot of like trauma and stuff you know like uh when i was growing up there's like a lot of emotional stuff that was really kind of hard to deal with and on top of that like wrestling at one point stops becoming cool and so like everyone's telling you i i compare it and i don't i don't mean this comparison to sound i don't want this to be the wrong way but I, I compare it somewhat to probably being like a closeted gay person because when you were when at certain eras when we were growing up, you were constantly told like wrestling was stupid, wrestling was fake, you shouldn't like wrestling, you're stupid if you like wrestling, you're gay if you like wrestling, all these things. And so like I was constantly my whole life being told like to stop liking this. And I would, I would, I would like be by myself in my room. Like I'd imagine there's a lot of people out there that are like struggling with their own sexuality or something like that. And they're sitting in the room and I was the same kind of way with wrestling going like, like I would actually literally like dodge make me stop liking this. Like everyone thinks I'm weird. I, I, I don't want to hang out with my friends. I'd rather watch nitro. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather watch raw mm -hmm. than like go drinking with my friends. Like I, like, I want to be normal, like make me, I don't want to like this anymore, but like, I like it too much. And after a certain amount of time now now the, the reason this all is full circle with this is because wrestling for me when when i was dealing especially with like my mom's sickness it was incredibly important having that escape at least once a week to just have three hours for me which was just like three hours every monday where i could just escape from the world and just watch wrestling and just get mm. just get lost in it and i and i think that's incredibly important for other people, not just kids, but just all people to have something like that. So that's why I think it's so important that wrestling succeeds. That's why I think it's so important that the WWE succeeds specifically, because that's so drawn that, that draws kids so well to where like, I think wrestling can help get a lot of kids over a lot of stuff. I really respect people like John Cena who are for the kids and who, who do all these make-a-wishes. And that's another thing where Cody comes in because I think he wants to be that guy. He wants to be the make-a-wish guy. He wants to be the for the kids guy. Um, and I think that that's just really, really important to, to have all that. Um, so I would say, you know, and by the way, after I, you know, once I started, I don't know how, I don't know, I can't exactly pinpoint when, but eventually I just stopped caring about what other people thought. And that mm -hmm. was like the most freeing feeling ever was like, you know what? I love wrestling. I'm going to lean into this. Like, I'm going to podcast about this because I, when I first got into like radio, I was in high school, I was doing high school radio and I would do an MMA podcast and I love doing that. But I was like, man, I would really love to do a pro wrestling podcast. So like eventually I started doing a pro wrestling podcast, which eventually spawned into other things that eventually got me stuff with Fightful and whatnot. And like, but eventually I just stopped caring. I started buying wrestling clothes. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start supporting my favorite wrestler. I'm, instead of wearing a, a button up polo with this little horse on it that I don't know nothing about I'm going to go buy a new wrestler's t-shirt. I'm, I'm going to wear that out to the bar. I don't even care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, like, I just kind of got to the point where, like, you know, I definitely need the fan uh, right now. If I was to leave my place right now, I'd be wearing this. I'd be wearing a Cody Rhodes hat and AW t-shirt and going out, you know, to the mall or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, um, so... If that could be any kind of, I don't know if inspiration is the right word or not, but like that's kind of where my head's at with all of it is like, I think wrestling is really important for people to have that need that escape. Um, I also think that's why a lot of people fight about wrestling. I think it's incredibly unfortunate um, because I think people are so passionate about it because they care so much about it because it means so much to them. And when somebody says something 
that differs from their opinion about it. They get very defensive and they, they, yeah, they yeah, want yeah, it their yeah. way. They fantasy book things in their own mind. They want their favorite wrestlers to be pushed, so on and so forth. Um, but it all comes from the same place. And that's why I wish more fans would get along with each other. Because at the end of the day, if you're a massive wrestling fan, you should be friends with anyone that's a wrestling fan because we're there are not that many of us out there in the grand scheme. We're things, on our own island enough. There's no we, need for infighting. We're already the niche of the niche. Like, like why, like, just because just because I don't like LA Knight doesn't mean that you can't. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it doesn't that, you know just because I love Cody doesn't mean you you don't have to like you, you know what I mean? Like it's all it's all good. It's all it's all different and it's all for everybody. It's all become incredibly inclusive, you know. For something that's so like male dominated, so like so like testosterone, like it's like it's history, it's pretty cool seeing like now all these people from like all these different backgrounds, like different sexual orientations, all, you know, all everybody like wrestling really has become this like melting pot of like everybody of every background, which I think is like really, really cool. And you see it represented on all these shows too. So that's what I love so much about wrestling is all that, that like it's something for kids to believe in. It's something that everybody can get involved in. Um, and it's something that I think is just really cool to, to watch. It's, 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 these people are superhuman out here doing this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't do a backflip and these guys are doing, you know what I mean? Like it's wild what these, what these people can do. Um, and, and to answer the other part, I'll never stop loving wrestling. I, I could see myself. I think I'll, I'll be out of wrestling media before. Like I'll be a, I'll be a fan longer than I'm in wrestling media. If that makes sense. Like at some yeah, point, yeah. at some point this will end for me. Someone that's better at doing what I do will come along. Uh, I don't I, know the, about you know, that. I well, definitely I mean, don't know about that part. I, but it, it is what it is like i like there's always going to be i don't think there's people like gunning for me or anything like that but I, I think it's like i think there's space for everybody um especially with all these platforms and stuff it's really cool that like anybody can do you know these things but like you know the one the one saving grace is there's guys out there like dave Meltzer that i still love you know that like they're the the ogs that are like mm. still doing what they do you know like i that that kind of stuff gives me hope and knowing like Maybe when I'm, you know, in my 40s, my 50s or 60s or whatever, maybe I'll still be able to sit here and talk about wrestling and people will care about that. But like, you know, realistically speaking, let's say I have another handful of years where people care about me at all talking about wrestling. I think after after that, I'll still be a wrestling fan, if that makes sense. Even yeah. like MMA, I had a really bad, I had a really bad breakup with like my my MMA media stuff. It, I don't that I don't really want to get into, but like. I still watch UFC all the time. You know what I mean? Like it just, just cause I stopped covering. It doesn't mean, you know, I'm not going to stop loving, you know, the, yeah, yeah. the actual sport or whatever. So. I know exactly what you mean there. To be honest, I think that's a beautiful way to end this, uh, Stephen. And to be honest, without sounding really cheesy, I think this has been the most emotional episode we've done so far. Probably the most honest as well. So I do want to thank you for coming on. Where can the good people find your work on Fightful and all the other places as we wrap this up? Sure. Yeah. Thank you for having me on here, by the way. This was, this was cool. I, uh, I would say if you want to follow me, check me out on Twitter. It's fight talk underscore F I G H T T A L K underscore. Um, listen to the fightful select week other podcast. If you want to know more about independent professional wrestling, especially a lot of the people that you're seeing on mainstream TV right now, I've been talking about for years on that podcast. So it's like, I, I if, if for no other reason, if you just want to be kind of tapped in to kind of like the underground wrestling scene and kind of know what's going on before they, you know, a lot of these wrestlers blow up, 
I would say uh, the Weekender podcast, one of the best places, in my opinion, you can you can listen and know about that. Um, like, if, for instance, right after we record this, I'm going to record the Weekender for, for today and it'll go up. And, uh, mm. you know, just in this show alone, we've got, you know, spoilers for Impact, spoilers for Ring of Honor. We've got BLP results. We've got GCW results. We've got MLW results. I mean, we got NXT level up results. I mean, I cover a wide variety of stuff that isn't getting like a ton of coverage. Uh, so please check that out. It's over on FightfulSelect.com. And then, of course, every Thursday morning, you can watch the spotlight with myself and Jeremy Lambert. Um, that's every Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. We will probably move the show eventually to 8.30 a.m. Eastern. Um, but, but, you know, I always let people know when there's time changes. But, uh, but yeah, check that out. We, we, cover, we cover everything there, too. WWE, AEW, Indies. Uh, we we do interviews with a lot of wrestlers, promoters, other fans, YouTube creators. I've been on there. Tom's been on there, absolutely. Um, the plan is to have man. Well, I don't know when this is going to drop, but whenever whenever y'all hear this, you mo- there's most likely an interview available that we've recently recorded with uh with Manders, who I was just talking about, who won the SCI. Oh, um, wow. He should be he should be appearing this Thursday or you know whenever y'all hear this, some Thursday on the spotlight. But um, so yeah, check that out. YouTube.com/slash/fightful and then. Um, you know, I pop up four times a year on the uh, the Impact post shows for the pay-per-views over there on Fightful and just various stuff. Uh, Fightful overbooked Degrassi dudes every now and then with SP3 and stuff like that. So you can find me on Fightful, Fightful.com. Uh, but yeah, thanks, Tom. I, I Once again, I, I appreciate you inviting me on here. This this was this was fun. And I'm glad that I was able to, uh, to uh, now, now you know, <laughs> now you know where the Cody Rhodes stuff comes from. I never um, knew that, but that is so <laughs> cool. That is very cool, my friend. So as we wrap this up, guys, uh, I want to say thank you to Stephen for coming on, but also thank you for always being one of the nicest people to me when it comes to this stuff. Thank you for helping me get started with my wrestling media journey. Thank you for just being incredibly cool to me. So if you guys like this video, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to Fight for Love Built. Follow Fightful on all their social medias at Fightful.com and subscribe to Fightful Select, best five best best $5 in the business. Uh, also, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Tom Talks Rubbish, where I interview the greats in wrestling media about their overall fandom and balancing it as a content creator. This fine gentleman has been on there. Uh, and also follow me on Twitter at Tom Talks Rubbish, and I will see you in the next episode of Loving Wrestling. Goodbye now. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.